The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. There Independent no fact-checking and corrections and are And the host does not have any opinion. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? No, it sucks. It sucks. It, it just... 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 Damn good coffee and hot. I have to be honest with you. Both of those statements are bullshit, lies, untruth. It's not damn good coffee. It is weak-ass coffee, and it's not that hot. Guess who made it? I'll give you one guess. wasn't me. Okay. That's all you need to know. It wasn't me. I'm looking through my phone for shit to talk about today. Because there's nothing to talk about today. Dykes and Mann will be uh, talking about politics later, later. And I find that amusing because I know Carl hates politics. And Jamie's not really, like, a big fan of it either. Um, I, I, think it's, I think it's bait. I think it's bait and switch. They're telling you it's going to be about politics. And I guess the British Prime Minister is in some, again, a different one. They always have problems over there. Not like here in America where everything is always so tranquil on the political scene. and Everybody loves everybody. Everybody gets along in politics. So it's just... It's like a a new romance in politics at all times in the United States. Everybody's just in love. Nobody's fighting. Nobody's bickering. None of that. But over there in the UK, it's nasty. Uh, But Carl will be talking, I guess, pontificating about um, about the um, political scene. Maybe, maybe world politics maybe just uh uk politics i unfortunately will be with a christian a christian tony robbins uh working on his videotapes this morning how i got myself into this i have no fucking idea what how why do i do these things to myself how do i do these things to myself and on top of it all I have weak-ass coffee, cold-ass coffee, wife-made coffee. Not a good day. Uh, People in the chat room, oh, there's Carl. I also have cold, mediocre coffee. Well, maybe maybe you're having sympathy sympathy pains for me, and that's what that's all about. And Kevin's there. Kevin has good news. Neck can wait. (laughs) Neck can wait. Uh, gonna do uh, lumbar injections and treat lumbar first. See now, what did I tell you yesterday? Go ahead, think back. What did I tell you yesterday? What did the mind dog suggest to you yesterday? To have a good attitude, because you were telling, "Oh, it's gonna be more bad news today." And what was it? It was good news. I said you have to have a positive attitude. If you have a positive attitude, you're going to go in there and they're going to get good news. Did I not say that? Let's roll the tape, Johnny. I did say that. 
we can check the tape from yesterday. I told Kevin to uh, think positive, and he would get good news. So there you go. Uh, Becky's with us. Good morning, Becky. Uh, Becky says, I'm sick of seeing the Royals. You mean Colin and Jamie, those Royals? <laughs> Why am I laughing at that? Because I'm... I have no good coffee. Uh, and uh, um, there's not much else to talk about today. This will be a very short show. A short show. Shit show. It will be a shit show and a short show. Um, I'm still wrestling uh, with the idea of um, how I break off this relationship, this work relationship that I've gotten myself into. Uh, oddly enough, the people that run this business, they signed up with this Christian, they, he's a client, this Christian minister guy, John Maxwell certified leadership and uh, coaching and training uh, to manage his video content to shoot videos for him i don't think he's got any like real events like a tony robbins event where he's selling out madison square garden and rah rah and the people up i think his events are 30 people at the local uh knights of columbus or something if that and it seemed like he's just getting started out with this whole thing because Although he signed up with the, the company to do his video work and manages uh, marketing, digital marketing, and all that kind of stuff, he offered them all free coaching to start off with. And these guys are, most of them come from the real estate world because that's how they got started in uh, having a multimedia studio is doing flyovers, walkthrough videos, um, presentation videos from realtors, educational stuff from realtors. That's their, that's their core niche that they started in. So these guys are all bad. And they're all independent. Like bro They come from independent broker world. And they're getting coached by this guy. So yesterday, uh, while I was working on his videos, I got to uh, actually eavesdrop on some of the stuff he's doing. Now, I know this material because I've worked with John Maxwell coaches before, and I almost had it memorized because I've, I've gone down the whole thing with the mastermind calls, uh, the 21 uh, irrefutable laws of leadership, all those things. Big on numbers, big on memorization, big on meaningless, well, not meaningless, but cliches that are easy to say about how you should get your life in order. But easy to say is one thing. You know, they don't change your life. Um, and They're big on quotes. Uh, and John Maxwell says this, so it must be true. Um, but at the end of the day, Results matter, and you, if you're coaching people, and this is the thing, they charging people big money to get coached for success, if they're not getting successful and they're not getting more money, they can't pay their bills for the coach. <laughs> but I said right away, yes, and, and this, this might be my out. 
I said, I don't want any part of this shit. This guy's offering me free coaching. No, thank you. I've been down this road before. I've talked to these Tony Robin, Joel Olstein people. <laughs> I am not interested. I could teach it better than he can. I actually could. And that's not bragging. That's not uh, ego. I've just been around it more than him. I have it memorized better than him. Not right now. I couldn't because I'm half cold coffee and I'm not woke up yet. But, you know, it's just, it's, it's not something I'm on board with. And my attitude towards this stuff is definitely going to rub some people the wrong way. Um, and, uh, you know what? I'll just leave it at that. I'm just so, I got myself into this relationship, business relationship, that it's like I asked a girl out on one date. Actually, the girl asked me out on one date. And we went out on one date. And now all of a sudden, I'm on the altar and there's a shotgun at my head. And it's like, I don't want to, I'm not staying here forever. Oh, look, Carl's here. He's probably here to talk politics. Because Carl's a, I don't know if you know this. Carl is a political animal. He, um... He lives and breathes politics. He gets up every morning. He reads uh, Politico. Then he goes to the New York Times po- politics section, uh, the London Times politics section. He just lives. It's true. He just he lives for politics. Good morning. This is true. I, I, um, I have um, urinated up the British Home Office, which is, I guess, the uh, I don't know what the equivalent department is in your in your in your country, but it's a it's a department that runs a lot of homeland stuff, you know, include including uh, you know police and all that, I guess. Um, and I have urinated up the front door in full view of the uh, everything. So that's well, good. I have to say, I'm I'm good, glad for you that you still can urinate freely, because when you get to be my age, uh, urination is going to be. You're going to have to schedule it. kind of. Well, the middle of the night ones, you can just expect that you're just going to have to get up and pee like five times. But even when, like the middle of the day, you got to go pee. That's going to be a seven, eight minute ordeal where it used to just take two minutes, a minute. And it's over. Now you got to go there and you wait. Yeah, I've not hit the, um, I don't really have to get up in the night unless it's, uh, unless I've gone to bed late and I've, down either beer that I didn't need or two pints of water, then I need to get up at like five. But I, I have good. a feeling that's because you've had uh, an extraordinary number of prostate massages in your life. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I was raised right. Raised <laughs> right. Well, there's a big mm. thing about that in, in the U.S. about politics, about uh, Dr. Phil getting into it with. Uh, we talk about raised right um, Dr. Phil getting into it with parents and teachers uh, or getting in the middle of it and because um, you have a lot of parents who don't want their kids being taught stuff in school now uh, yeah. and they don't trust their teachers so you know what I say take them out of school and teach them yourself you lazy bastards if you don't like the, what the school's teaching them you have the right to take your kids out and but you're not gonna, you're not gonna have a, a cushy job making six figures. But if if it's that important to you, because the teachers are getting paid minimum wage anyway, and it's not like the teachers are setting the agenda; it's the politicians. So yeah, they just have to do what they're told, and it's a shit. T- teaching's a shit job. It's a shitty job. 
Yeah, you know? it is. It's a, not a high. Pay- well, the the only thing good about it, is, and I don't even know if this is true, but it feels like it's true that you get the summers off. But I don't think they really do get summers. No, off. yeah, I mean you can get a lot of time off, but there's a lot of. I think there's still a lot of planning and all that. There's still meetings and yeah, all that kind yeah, of stuff. You're planning all the bullshit for the next year. I, I know, I know a few school teachers here, and it's not they don't have a nice time. Most of them don't last long because they get to a point where they just can't take the bullshit, like being told what to teach or making it too easy for the kids or just weird stuff they've got to do. Kevin's too quick for me. I want to pre- uh, highlight this comment. Brazil is the prostate massage, massage capital of the world. Is he? Is that true or is he just uh, being funny there? I mean, it could. Uh, there's probably an industry. There. I'll check next time I go. I've never had a prostate massage in my life. Maybe I should get one. Maybe that would help me pee easier. I don't want to... I don't want to... I don't want people to find, oh, you got you got uh whatever polyps or whatever i don't stay away from my ass i don't want to find That's, out i got ass cancer yeah Just let my, me die my, of it. my friends last week were telling me i need a camera up there and i'm like i know i know that's what i need but i'm trying to put it off well, they do it and then they're gonna all of a sudden you, you're gonna find everything's wrong with you oh uh, we need to yeah. just we need to remove your heart we need to remove your brain and then where are you you're on the mind dog show like me um, with no brain no heart no brain no heart and bleeding us i'm also uh i i've needed dental work for years and it's getting worse and i i, just, I put that off as well i don't even take care of my teeth so well, i don't think you can be british if you don't need dental work i think that's a requirement of i think i think it's an i think it's an older older myth now most people i know have pretty good teeth i've got reasonable strong teeth but my lower jaw is just fucked and these were all really badly damaged and i just never got the work done how did it get so, damaged was it was it by natural causes or did you do something somebody punched you in the jaw some, some... no i got punched I had a two, one of my front teeth was down. I was surprised how long it was. It was down out my face about that much, just hanging down. And uh, I had to have four or five injections, and the, the dentist literally hammered it back in. Um, and he wanted to remove all the nerves, and he was slowly doing some work over time. And then I just stopped. One time, I just said, "I'll pay you next week," and he went okay, and I just never went back. So I owe, I owe him like eight hundred uh, for yeah. the work he had done. And I was like, I could see this going one way. I didn't really have the money at the time, and I just thought I'm just going to leave. And for for ten years, I just ate around. I would just bite around, <laughs> you know. That's how I eat. <laughs> you know, uh, I think if you're going to be a dentist, it helps to be born a sadist. <laughs> uh, it, it sounds like what, just you hear, hearing you say he hammered it back in, like oh, you literally a hammer, and I'm just sat there, like sick bastards. I know. <laughs> Then, then, dentists and dentists and gyne- gynecologists, like, oh, I, I did guess, not like know OBGYNs, that. right? That if if you want to do either of those two jobs, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you, mentally. <laughs> well, we know yeah. dentists are failed doctors, right? So they just think, oh, we're now going to set up this criminal racket where every time we go, we'll just X-ray you and go, this this tooth needs to go. Oh, we need to do this now. That's you know. Yeah, you know that guy Budsy, who's uh, he was on the program. He's been in the chat room. He was a dentist, uh, and he just kind of he mentioned casually that he went to prison. Somebody died in his chair, like <laughs> malpractice or whatever, as a dentist. But it's like no big thing to him. It's like, oh yeah, when I was in prison for killing that guy, 
and that's that's oh. a typical dentist for you. <laughs> he's he's back like doing the work mafia now. Mafia hitman. Huh? I'm surprised how I'm. I'm always embarrassed because obviously I know a lot of Brazilians and stuff, and they have perfect, perfect teeth. The dental system is phenomenal, uh, uh, and it's just yeah, it always annoys me that I'm just. Uh, I said they're okay, but this this stuff down here is just disgusting. I know it's disgusting. It's yeah. gappy. Stuff I, I need to do something at some point, but I'm prioritizing other things like traveling, home, podcast gear. They're, they're my priorities. I'll, I'll fix my head later. Yeah. So, were you actually literally window shopping, or you were inter- internet window shopping for? for oh, internet. No, I'm not, yeah, no, no. Just, obviously, I'm not going to walk down a <laughs> city center and try and find uh, overly priced products. No, I'm just trying to get a big list together. And look at overall costs and stuff. Because I've got, yeah, I know what I want to do. But um, yeah, yeah I, I, I was going to say because actual literal window shopping, that's dangerous. Because they somehow, I, when I'm in a store doing that or uh, actually looking at stuff, I'm far more likely to to walk out with something. Yeah, I, I've, I've kind of got, I've I've, I've kind of got over that. I, I walked into an Apple store and paid cash for an iPhone a few years ago. A what store? Brought it out right. <laughs> An Apple oh. store. Sorry for the, the uh, but I've I've gone. Um, I'm I'm an internet. I'm purely. I, I go to Jeff Bezos immediately. Transport that great man, and then I'll look around a little bit. But yeah, I'm not gonna the whatever the easiest way is, and obviously the cheap. Unfortunately, places like Amazon, you can get fucking good prices on a lot of stuff, and it's here the next day, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. Or I, will, I will go to another. I will go to another retailer as well. Like if I'm going to get a PC, probably I'm going to go to a specific like uh, gaming PC business and have it built there. But I'll still look for a deal. Yeah. Well, Amazon is uh, angel and the devil. If you work for them, they are the devil. If you are a oh, yeah. customer, they are oh, yeah. angels. And that's how they... that's how that's how they've got the planet, right? That's how they've got us. Yeah. They value customers. Tremendously, they value employees without. They don't value, devalue employees tremendously. Yeah, I've known. I've known. I've known some comedians that have worked in the warehouse, in the in the distribution center, and it, they said it's a long, long fucking day, and you're just tracked everywhere. You're like GPS tracked. The time, yeah. how long it takes you to pick up this item, that item. It's all like you know performance. You get a little graph. Yeah, uh, and they are hiring everywhere here. I mean, uh, you know, Long Island's a big place, but it's not that big that we should have 97 Amazon places that are hiring. They're like subcontracted, subcontracted warehouses or whatever. Yeah. And they pay $15 an hour. I'm like, why would anybody do that? Why don't you go flip burgers or something? I I think. I think they clamped down it a bit here, but a few years ago, just when I was between a couple of like proper jobs, I thought I'll just do any job for a while to get some money because I've, I've no, I don't claim from the state, right? I won't do. I'd rather starve. So I, I just thought I'm going to do a driver job, and I applied. But we've, there's a website here called Glassdoor. I'm not sure if you have it there. Yeah, you can go I, and see, I've heard it. So you can go and see what it's like to work for a company, right? Employees will just write the truth and say these pieces of shit. You know, this is what they do. This is what happens. Um, so I went on there about this distribution center. And again, it was a private subcontractor. They were paying okay money for like, if you need some quick money, right? It was, still wasn't great. But when you broke it down, they said, oh yeah, out of your wage, they you have to pay for the van hire. They ch- they take something for the van. They yeah. take a bit of fuel money. Yeah. And if you have 180 packages, you've got to deliver every single, every single one. 
Right. If you go back and you haven't, if you 12, 13 hour days and you're back yep. at the depot and you haven't tried to deliver them all, you don't, you know, you don't get paid properly. It's just a, a real scam. I think they've clamped down on some of that stuff here, but it's, yeah, not good. I think everything you said there is true still here because, I, you know, they, I've known people who, who are doing it and I, su- I suggested they not. I basically said, you know what, just go work local. You can work in a, a local shop as a cashier and get paid the same. Why are you going to, I mean, not that anybody should be a cashier. <laughs> I guess we need cashiers at some so, point. Yeah, I mean, I don't judge anyone for what job they do, but I've had all kinds of jobs. But I, I got to the point with Amazon, though, when they do bring, when I've ordered like a cable <laughs> and someone's driven it. Right, yeah. When I was in a city, it's different, but now I'm not. They've got to come ways way out to bring me a USB cable, like in a little brown package. And I, I feel a little bit guilty about that man having to do that. But then I think I got a cable. That was good. I ordered it nine hours ago. That's what my Prime membership does for me. <laughs> I, or, I ordered some adapters on Saturday night, and they were delivered here Sunday afternoon. I was like, wow, that's, that's efficient. <laughs> It's almost yeah. like I never have to leave the house again with Amazon. Thank you. I know. I, it's it's yeah. It's it's the devil. Obviously, the tax stuff as well. But it's just so fucking good. Sorry, guys. I'm not. I'm not moral enough to not use it. So <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um. So I uh, this Christian guy. I I I, I want to get your take on it, but I can't really just share his stuff without not especially not here without getting in some trouble. But the these people are buying into. The, that I can change your life and make you successful by just giving yeah. you some fucking quotes from John Maxwell. And, and you know, like the words have any meaning after a while. Like, you know, whatever, whatever the, you know, everything rises or falls on leadership. Okay. Well, how am I supposed to apply that into my life? I mean, especially if I'm working for myself here, it is like real estate brokers who work for themselves and they're taking this course and it's all about, how to motivate your team. Don't be a demotivator. That's your number one job. Come on, man. You're charging people big money for this. You got to give them something of value rather than just fucking cliches. Yeah, but that's just the age old. There's a whole industry and there always has been and there always will be, right? Motivational speaking or success coaching, life coaching. It's all, all utter bullshit, all of it. Right. So to want to get into that business, it, it's got to be ego driven because I mean, what? Yeah. Why don't you just ego do it yourself? Ego, ego and money driven. Right. If, if if it works, why aren't you apply, applying it to your dream? Well, my dream is to help people uh, reach their potential. Bullshit. Nobody, hey. nobody is born to help other people reach their full potential. No, you, you want you want you want to tell people that to so they give you money. Right. That's the business. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I'm dealing with emotions instead of products. But it is for somebody like me who is jaded against this stuff uh, and has a bad attitude for it. Uh, People don't like me. People who are into it don't like me even just having a blasé attitude towards it. Not even like being actively against it. Just like, I don't want any part of that. Well, what else? this stuff is helping everybody? Uh, I don't want any part of that. Now I'm. This could be my out, but of, of this relationship, this business relationship I got in. Uh, Christina's here. What, we, 
We haven't oh, seen yeah. her hey, in a hundred years. Christina is upright, presumably, and covered now, in lizards. Uh, not to change the subject too much, but she's got some really creepy stalker from Texas or something, or uh, on the internet. That, I don't know. That guy, I think you reposted his picture yesterday. He sent her pictures uh, of, he sent her some. Kind oh, of, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, just like a standard, like, incel type. It's weird. Why, you know, I, there's something that obviously she's a very attractive woman, and, and her picture will, will bring a lot of um, creeps, internet creeps. But she seems to get more, <laughs> or, or maybe she just talks about it more, more than the average woman uh, would get. Is it the is it the lizard thing? What what brings out the creeps? I I, I just assume I just assume that all women get creeps and DMs every day. That's what I assume is just daily the daily grind. Yeah, and most people don't share it, but it's it's always weird and interesting to see. Uh, um, great. Yeah, she, gra- sa- she she says he's not my stalker. I'm way too old for him. Uh, you know, <laughs> way too old for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Methuselah would probably get off his deathbed. Steve. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, no, but yeah, I guess every woman has their share of guys who just want to send them dick pics and whatever. And it, you know, these guys are that desperate yeah. to to talk to a woman. Um, it's it's just weird. Like uh, back before the internet, I did we have this amount of desperation, or were those guys just shy, shy sitting in the corner guys who? Yeah, I, it's hard. It's hard to say. Maybe maybe a little bit more, but maybe not. I think I think having the internet makes it easier because you can sit and play video games or watch porn all day easier, much and then contact people when you're horny. I guess oh, easier. Chris, it- uh, Christina says he only likes 20-year-olds. That's what started it all. Well, um, there is definitely a shift in what males, uh, men want in women, and it's children. <laughs> it's fucking... I mean, when I was 42, there was a 20-year-old girl who was interested in me, and she was hot. But I said to my friends, I said, yeah, she's fucking gorgeous. But how could I ever have a conversation with her? I, how could, I don't, at the time, I think, um, forget who who was popular, but um, Black Eyed Peas and all, whatever what was the pop culture. It's like, I know, look at me now. I don't even know Willy Wonka. Uh, but <laughs> what what could I talk to this girl about? Like, So if we went out on, on a date, I'd be so fucking awkward and so fucking stupid and clueless and not know anything she's talking about. I'd have that feeling that I had the other day when you guys were talking about Willy Wonka and I just felt like the whole world is in on this and I don't know anything about it. That's what it would be like. So yeah, it's, yeah, a big, I, it's a big difference. Yeah. Uh, you hear about the... Uh, I just don't talk. I, I just don't talk. I, I pretend I'm a deaf, blind mute when I go on a date with a 20-year-old. I, I just pretend to be disabled. And then they're like, oh, is it sweet? <laughs> Maybe. Are you really pretending? <laughs> uh, the, the guy in Arizona, the, the Republican guy who he's his, was going to clean up pedophilia in America, uh, got caught drifting off in front of a preschool yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I saw Brett Erickson uh, retweet this one. Yeah. And his Fantastic. excuse was, I'm stressed. 
Yeah, fuck off. I'm stressed. Wasn't that the quote? Well, I, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm stressed. I, I fucked up. I I stress. I'm. I've been really stressed. Like, well, <laughs> I don't know. Is, is is jerking off in front of a preschool the um, best way to relieve stress? I would think that would be more stressful. <laughs> be like, am I gonna get caught? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, it, but it just seems like every one of these guys who was trying to clean up the world of, uh, you know, on a mission to just make us all Puritans in some way. Uh, they, everyone, they to the biggest part. Yeah, they either don't believe that and they're just doing it for their job, basically. Or if you're into repression of any kind, you tend to be quite often you're doing the thing that you're trying to repress, right? Like, if you don't like gay people, you probably suck the dick somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Kevin says, be- beauty fades, youth fades, better off uh, someone you can have conversations and enjoy uh, talking to. Yeah, but there's a, there, there's, a, there's a spectrum, though. There's a spectrum, though, Kevin. You know, I don't want to sit opposite Jabba the Hutt and have a nice conversation. This know? weekend, I have two gigs, and both of these gigs are at places where older couples come, and there is one couple, got to be in their 70s at, at this place I'm playing Friday night. They have to be in their 70s, and they come up, and they are dancing, dirty dancing. And, and this, they're in an inspiration to me. They're dirty dancing for four hours, and the woman is, like, doing all these sexual... She's got white hair, and the guy is still totally into it. They've had to be married for 50 years, and I look at them, and I say... That is that's what life is all about to be to find one woman that you can really just be still turned on to fifty years after you're in the relationship and you grow that's all a good, together. It's a good. It's it's a good thing. They're probably they're probably also both taking home like twenty four year olds to the swingers party, but let's face it up. <laughs> they probably you always got to got to root it. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think about it. trying to think about the the probability the probabilities are high. That they take home younger people as well, like get some confused, naive Norwegian tourists on a Sunday. Yeah. Um. So is this a a bait and switch this afternoon at one thirty with, with you and and Jamie? It's like it, you, you put it out there, politics. You're going to talk the first minute about politics, and then the rest is going to be. I don't know. Is it a bait and switch? Yeah. Who knows? Jamie wanted to do this last week, and then I thought, oh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I just said to him last night, oh, should we do this? Well, we can get people to ask us political questions, and then we'll say also what we would do if we were in charge. That's kind of so we'll try. We'll try. We try and do an hour right. of politics on some level, but yeah, not, not, it's not going to be serious. I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, my cost of living. Oh. I'm not going to do that. You know, I got a $700 electric bill. It's just me and my wife in this house. And, of course, these lights uh, seem like they might take a, yeah. a lot of... They don't. And I'm only here two hours a day doing this. I've got I've got to be careful what I say in public, but I, I have in the past just not paid that stuff and just gone to see you. Yeah. And then it, so they try and chase you down the years, but, you know, at some point it falls away. But yeah, no, it's getting ridiculous. The price of that stuff, electricity and water, should be fucking near. And heating oil. I, I ordered heating oil yesterday. It was uh, almost six hundred dollars for a hundred gallons of heating oil. It's five nine five ninety or something. Five hundred ninety yeah, bucks for, you... and that lasts a month. That's you know more than twice what it what it was last year. So things are not you need good. The, you you need that out there, right? Yeah, but in the snow. Yeah. 
So what's the, the politics thing, though? This Liz Truss, I never even heard. Did she mm. take over for when the last guy who got in trouble? What was it? <laughs> yeah, British I get, Prime I get, Minister. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. People, they put... Why can't you all get like, along like the United States? Like our politics is, you see how peaceful it is here. Everybody loves each other. There's no fighting ever, no arguing. We all yeah, get there's along. No, there's Why no fighting. You like You're not trying to kill each other and having journalists killed. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Why can't we be more like the America? The America. I'll call it the America now. Yeah, you should just be America. You should be another state. You should be, um, yeah, you should be Florida in UK or something. That, that could be that could be something yeah i'd say yeah uh yeah so i don't know i got i'm going into this office today i'll listen to some other christian people I'm, people getting the christian tony robbins it's just a weird it's a weird mix because i don't know it, it, i could see it works in the church for joel olstein and people like that and it doesn't feel like that's a weird grift it seems like that makes sense past the plate around all that kind of stuff but it just feels weird when this guy is talking about business and he wants to make mix you know it's, it's helping people manage their teams and business and let's let's add in a little bit of uh christian stuff it, it gets all weird it's, it's all weird. I had a friend, um, very intelligent. She, lady, obviously, lady, uh, very attractive as well, very intelligent. And she paid to go on a course to learn how to get a good man. Like she paid <laughs> a few hundred, I think. We didn't let her hear the end, hear the end of that one. She, yeah, I think she's, you know, not all there as well. But yeah, that's just anyone. So people do do it. It's not yeah. just weird, desperate people. They just uh, people that can just fall into it the same as they can fall into. Bikram yoga or um, the Kabbalah or whatever popular thing is going around. That's that's right. Uh, and so yeah, people. This, this guy though, I mean Maxwell, the the main guy, he's he charges people ninety thousand dollars to become certified in doing what he does. And what certified means is memorizing. It's basically. Look, if if you want to uh, make it more relatable. Dave Chappelle's gonna uh, teach you comedy. You're gonna—he's gonna charge you a, a hundred thousand dollars to spend six weeks with you. But basically, what he's gonna teach you to do is his act, right? And so, and then now you're gonna go out there doing Dave Chappelle's act as a, a, a not a, a, a fat not a fat white guy from Ohio. <laughs> yeah, right. And and, and and he charged you a hundred. And so, but you, you're not gonna be successful doing that now. And you're gonna be like. I just wasted a hundred thousand dollars to learn to do Dave Chappelle's act. I could have just taken, yeah. gotten the tapes and memorized it all at home and sucked just as bad as I suck after spending six weeks with him coaching me to be him. So, and, and I, lots of them do that, and it never runs out. That's the thing that amazes no. me. They keep getting more people in to do that. It's nothing, like, nothing ever, nothing ever stops. I see we, when you see these these proper cults happen. Like I was watching a bit of the uh, is it Nexium cult the second season last night. The guy was branding women. Um, it's just it, that if people will do that, they'll do everything. They'll go and watch a guy talk for an hour and come out just go, oh my god, I can't believe I, I know the secret now of how to make my life better. Yeah, I started cracking up. I had the headphones on and uh, listening to to his video and he's talking about he wants to introduce people to the Gideons 
and he said, what we're most known for is putting the Bibles in hotel rooms. And I started cracking up. And this, this young kid who I'm, I'm working with, he said, what's so funny? I said, I know comedians that are taking those. He's, he's spending his life going around putting Bibles in hotel rooms. And the comedians I know are, are stealing them. <laughs> and so I'm signing them and selling them at merchandise booths. That's pretty funny to me that this guy, his, his entire effort of this whole organization, the Gideons, is to put Bibles in hotel rooms so comedians can come along and steal them and make money. <laughs> that, to me, I yeah, like plus, I mean, ho- hotels are also the scene, you know, the biggest life sins go on in hotels, right? Yeah. So who do you, do you think the Gideons, are, I didn't ask this question, I should. Do you think the Gideons are paying for those Bibles, not the hotels, so the hotels don't lose anything, they don't care? Honestly, I don't. If maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't, well, that would make long it time... even funnier that the Gideons are wasting all their time and money on putting these things in there, and somebody like Stanhope is coming along and and stealing it and, and reselling it. Like he paid nothing for it, now he's selling it because it increased the value with his signature on it. Uh, that's the only thing that gave it any value, probably. It, that's, I, that's. I guess. I guess it'd have to be free because otherwise, you know, that's mass theft and. Yeah, I, I think the yeah, hotels before, would be upset it? about it. They would chain it down if if they were paying for it, like they do with the TVs, like they do, you know, with everything. Yeah, else. you don't see it here. You don't see it here anymore. When I was a kid, I remember going to some small places, and you would see a Bible in the drawer sometimes. Um, but it doesn't really happen here anymore. So it's a strange what thing to hang on saying? to. You know, you know, Stanhope's just a, a funny Bible salesman, right? What does yeah. that mean? Like. Yeah, uh, but what do you mean by that? I mean, I know well, he's that's his business. I yeah, think that's his business, and he just does a bit of stand up on the side. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Because um, I went down a rabbit hole. I don't know why I went down this rabbit hole. Somebody figured a comedian's net worth, and I, you know, I was looking at Dave Chappelle and uh, Kevin Hart and all these people that are worth lots of money, and Stan Hope's in the list. And I looked at him, and I was like, wow, he's not worth that much more than me. That's that's surprising that, you know, his net worth is not like... Yeah, but nobody, none of those net worth things are anywhere near accurate, right? They, they guess that, like, they can kind of see what kind of house you got, roughly how many tickets you sell. They, I just don't think that many of them are accurate at all. So I've seen people Google their own net worth, and they've either been way off, way below, or way over. I don't know how it's figured out, but... It's a difficult yeah. thing to know, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, they don't. He's probably not got a few quid. He got a few dollars, I think, in the bank. But yeah, yeah, not... I'm not saying I'm not, it's time to hold the potters on for poor Doug. I'm not saying that at all. But it's just, uh, I would, I would think on his because he sells out some pretty big, pretty big places. I mean, uh, anytime I've ever seen him, the room has been sold out. And I'm not, no, that's not always the case. But pretty big places, and, and he does it consistently. I would think he's on Easy Street. I mean, a lot more than whatever the internet says he's worth. Probably got I mean, a lot of bills, though. You know, if he owns several places and has to pay for medical bills for uh, the missus yeah. every year. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's true. I'm sure yeah. it goes out. And booze isn't cheap. Well, yeah. his booze is cheap because he's a basically a traveler. But um, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to know how much people, how much money people have, and what's going out the door. He only works as much as he has to. That's uh, everyone in Bisbee. That's why they like Bisbee. Don't need much to get by there. Um, 
I don't know how much that's true anymore. I mean, there are places in America where the standard, uh, where the cost of living isn't as, it's definitely not what it is in New York and L.A. and places like Miami and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I looked at houses in uh, New Mexico. I've looked at houses in Florida. Um, not much, cheap, not that much cheaper than what it is here. I, you know, I don't think the disparity between cost of living in places like that are that much different than the rest of America. Um, do you find that in the UK? Are there places where you, where you have, um, I don't know, really high cost of living? Like like London, I guess, is probably yeah. the, the place. L- L- London and a lot of towns that surround, like this one, it's a small town, but it's got London prices. Yeah. You're not going to get anything. You know, there's a high street where I walked onto yesterday. If you want a small apartment down there, you're paying about a million. Yeah, it was surprising to me yesterday old. to see that you went from field, yeah. open field, to in a town like that. It's, it's like wow. Yeah, I don't it's, know. yeah. It's, it's the, 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 we've got a new town on a hill and an old town, which is like six hundred years old. And I, I walk down the hill into a field, and then it's right next to a supermarket, and then the old town, the old high street, is just right there. I suppose middle America has that going on, but New York definitely doesn't have that. Like, you could not walk anywhere near New York City and find that. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I would say, yeah. I mean, it's a huge. I mean, I, the population of this town is seventeen thousand. Wow! So I've just looked that up. I didn't know that. I thought it was more. I've learned yeah. something. Wow! Uh, the population of Shoreham, I believe, is seventeen hundred, where I live. There's a Sherman over there too. Right? You you have you you copied probably, us. yeah. We cop we copied most of your names. Yeah, I um, don't know why uh, why you would do that. You like uh, copied everything from America, even pizza. Obviously, you it's unbelievable because we, we called we well, called, uh, but you tried to be. We called uh, we called New York York, which is good. Yeah, we've got a Sherman. Yeah, actually, I think I know people that live there. It's near Brighton. Yeah. And you have a Southampton too, right? You copied that from us. We copied that from you too. And a York, obviously, we took the new off the front and just called it York. We've got a Boston, tiny little place. We've got a, a yeah, I don't know. There's, the list is endless of the things that we sold. So basically, Empire. you should just call your country copycat. Um, New America. New America. That's yeah, yeah, that's good. And then people will hate you like they hate us. It's getting there. It's getting there. We've got, you know, it went from just getting McDonald's to celebrating Halloween to, I don't know, getting fat. We're we're slowly following you, I think. Yeah. Um, In a little way. Let's get to to plug in you. So so today at uh at one thirty Eastern time. Eastern six thirty UK of Dykes and Man will talk politics. And mm-hmm. then a a. Now, if if I got this correctly, because it changed the tomorrow on last right, it was three p.m. my time. Now it says ten thirty at ten o'clock a.m. tomorrow, Eastern. No, that's, I, I think that's what that always said. Yeah, it's like it's like ten or something Eastern. Oh, because I got a notification that you plan to go live uh, three p.m. and then I got a different one that said ten a.m. And I was like, wow, unless that's... one of the, one of the, one of them's probably giving you a UK time. So let, let me. Oh, it's definitely yeah, it's definitely yeah. about it's. It's definitely uh, ten Eastern. I mean, I, I all I got told was it has to be before eleven, so I'm just going to assume it's ten. I'll chase it up today, but yeah, it should be. Yeah, it's three three p.m. UK. 
and and Shannon something. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you have you uh, reviewed her audio setup so that you're going to be fine? Or is you yeah, just... yeah, I did, yeah. She just didn't have headphones, and she was on a shitty machine. You could hear the fan, and she she got. She was in one room, and then her boyfriend came home for band practice without saying anything. So she had to go to another room, and the internet was bad. So it's a bit chaotic, her life. But... For me, this has been a bugaboo for the last two weeks. Is that on the evening show, I've had guests on whose audio were t- was terrible, their Wi-Fi was terrible. It's it's so hard to do a show that way. It really is. It's, it's like I want to abort. I just want to say, listen, Jamie. Jamie out. annoys me enough. He's too fucking lazy to plug his microphone in, so I have to hear his dog playing with a toy. His fucking wife over there going, "Well, what's he talking about that for?" In the corner, it's not a, it's not a family event. Yeah, no, I, that that definitely irks me as well. But especially when there's a delay, like I have last week, I had two people on from Texas. And the woman was sitting close to the microphone. The guy was not sitting close to the microphone. And I would ask him a question, and there'd have to be a 30-second delay of me just sitting there in silence for them to still listen to the questions as it was streaming late to them. And then they would respond. It just drives me insane. We'll sort that out gradually. That's just... just... Headphones are too sensitive. They're they're setting off other YouTube videos when I press the ear. Um, Yeah. I yeah no it all drives me insane but I'm I'm I never like talking about what I want to do because I prefer to just do it and then say this has happened but yeah at some point in the next few months I should have quite a nice podcast set up it will look a lot better sound a lot better and I'll be able to have people in person um you know multiple people in person which will be good as well yeah Kevin's making this comment he Doug said before he bought his house for 50 to 65k originally then put money into him a little bit built the fun house listen that was uh at least 15 years ago right 2006 I think um that's a long time ago I bet you that even in the original condition that house would be well over $150,000 now this is where the housing market is in in the United States, and that, uh, not that that's a lot of money. The 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 median listing is two hundred twelve thousand dollars in Bis- Bisbee, and there are currently eighty eight properties for sale. Yeah, median, and so there are some expensive properties in Bisbee, without a doubt. Yeah, there's um, big, there's big, there's big houses, and some of those ones that are up on the hill overlooking everything are probably more as well. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but it the uh the inflation rate has not kept up uh, you know, I mean, we talk about inflation all the time but housing values uh the real estate just goes out of out of control sometimes like this house this is not a nice house at all this is this is a house that was built in the 1950s when Shoreham was a very poor area and then they built a, a nuclear power plant that never opened up in my backyard, and nobody wanted this. Then when they realized they weren't ever going to open up the nuclear power plant, the rich people said, wow, that's beachside property on a cliff. People have private beaches. The property is beautiful. Let's buy up all the property. So now they are on this little two, three-bedroom ranch that, that I live in that is a small house. We have mansions taking up you know, acres and acres of land on hillsides and stuff building up all around us. So the property values are have increased tremendously. Where this house probably was bought when the when it was originally sold for seven thousand dollars. It was bought yeah. for seven thousand dollars. Now the bank estimate is probably around seven hundred thousand dollars. 
uh, that's that's a lot of inflation. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. I think and I think the the I mean the average price in in London is like half a million, five yeah. six hundred thousand. But that's the app. There's a lot more. You here like that Bisbee price two hundred thousand will get you maybe like a little box. You yeah. just in like this. If this house was in Detroit, it would sell for twenty two thousand dollars. <laughs> really would i mean it's a little dumpy house but because the uh the property the area it's in is appealing to rich people the bank would probably offer me you know enough to live on for the rest of my life if i wanted to sell it to i don't know yeah i don't know how we got on that uh oh because i I talked about stanhope's net worth i was even if they're off by 50 percent if they're off by a hundred percent, it still would shock me that that is net worth is what. I, don't, I honestly, I don't think they've got a clue how to figure it out. I don't think there's. You can't just go. Oh, I'm going to try and guess how much this guy's worth. You can, right. yeah, like you I said, look, look at, at house prices. Can't look at his bank account. You've no idea. Right. So it's just, it's a weird, maybe, it's maybe a weird. <laughs> maybe they just see him selling Bibles and figure he's you not. Know? <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, he does a, a lot of ebay sales and like you know he's always um doing these things that you would not expect some somebody with money to be doing <laughs> you know you'd be surprised to see elon musk holding a, oh and share, share, sharing you know, hotel rooms yeah. and all that sharing hotel rooms with like three or four of them and stuff as well it's like i won't share a hotel room never so- I would, <laughs> never I need my privacy in, in certain yeah. areas of my life. I mean, I'm pretty uh, unprivate here. I'm blabbing away everything and uh, to say shit I'm not supposed to say. People tell me, ah, you know, I blabbed out my about my brother's cancer the other day, and then now people are upset with me about that. Not him. He's he's milking it in a way because my you brother's part about, of. You talked about that a lot, though, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, well, about about his cancer, but then right. on his seventieth birthday, uh, about two two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago, on his seventieth birthday, at a doctor appointment, and the doctor said you got stage four. It's metastasized. It's all over your body. It's in your lymph nodes. Okay. You got six months. Uh, and he feels says he feels fine, and he didn't want at first. He didn't want people knowing that, and then I blabbed it out. I'm surprised. I you know, didn't think any of his friends were watching the evening program, at least. But I blabbed it out and just in, in casual conversation. And then he's like, everybody is treating them so nice now. He says, I feel like I'm milking this a little bit. He's like, uh, oh, Mike, can we do anything for you? Well, I never had a new car. Uh- <laughs> well, my, my my friend, first of all, I'm sorry, sorry to hear you, but. Your brother, my friend, um, said he well, he's just had a baby, and he he was really annoyed about how nice people were treating his pregnant wife. He's like, why is she getting all this really nice treatment because she's pregnant? Like, everyone's so nice, and oh, can I help you? Can I get you anything? Yeah, like gifts, and he, you know, I think he wants presents, so I'm going to send a present to their house with a card for the baby like this, a card for her this big, and then I'm going to send like a four foot card to him, and a box of gifts just for the dad, and just yeah. get the baby nothing and the and the wife nothing. That's my plan to do our bit. <laughs> well, pregnancy is. Uh, listen, uh, we talk about the differences between men and women. There, pregnancy to me would be the worst. Hell, I would be the most whining, oh, yeah. uncontrollable. Not, yeah, feel sorry for myself, bitch. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I if I if I stub my toe, I'm nearly crying. I'm like, oh, right, okay. yeah. 
But to carry around that and then be all the pain to come back. Responsible for it, you can't really drink much. And And then at the end of it, you get to shit out a bowling ball. (laughs) You get to you get to turn it all into one big hole, and then resent (laughs) what you've just had because it's now taken away your identity, and the whole day revolves around this fucking thing. I'm glad I was born a man. Oh yeah. Well. I mean, if if I was like a, a seventeen year old girl at this point, I would be st- I'd be sticking this up there on OnlyFans and getting ten grand a month. Yeah, that's what I'd be doing. So there's there's benefits to both sides, but yeah, I'm glad I'm glad I don't have to be pregnant. Yeah, it, it's nice to be able to um, control rich men if you're a good looking uh, hot hot woman and 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 just like you know, it's a the whole submissive dominance and dominant submissive thing. It seems like the guy, the power man, the money man is in charge. But uh, if you play it right, the submissive can actually, and there's a whole, there's a whole um, research thing about how the submissive person in a relationship is actually the, the master and the dominant is actually the slave. So the sugar daddy is actually working for the, the, Sugar princess, yeah, because you, you. you've got three, you've got three sugar daddies, and you're like, Can I have a car? Oh, and one goes, No, and then you get another one, and then go, Well, he got me a car, can you buy me a TV? Yeah, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run uh, in just a minute here, and I'll, I'll let you run too. But, um, Musk, uh, he said some uh, the other, you know, he's crazy, he's a crazy person, but he tweeted out, I will not let you down, oh, no know. matter what it we takes. Know. What I'm, th- I'm like, who are you saying that? Oh, to? I saw that. Saying- yeah, I saw that. Who knows? Maybe he's talking to Twitter because he's buying Twitter. I don't know. Talking to humanity. Listen, humanity. Uh, I'm not going to let you down. Don't worry. I got this. I uh, whatever it takes. I'll not let. I have no expectations from him. It's like, what do you let me yeah, down I don't, for? <laughs> I yeah, don't need anything I, from you. I don't. I don't. I don't need anything from a government. I like let alone a billionaire from another country. I don't need it. It's like, what do what you like? I'm going to try and survive now. Just well, I almost me. want to say to him, does that mean you're going to take me up in space? Because uh, if I was relying on him for anything, it would be give me. I just give me a, an hour ride into orbit. Let me let me uh, before yeah, I die. Cool. Let me see the stars close up. That's what I would love. Thank you. Be I'm going to write to yeah, him I'll take, today. I'll take I'll take, take a space ride. Yeah. I would take a space right too. Would you do it? Or would, would would you be interested in that? We'll do it together, and we'll do a podcast from space. Uh, and we'll, we'll Tom, call it... Tom, Tom Cruise is uh, filming a movie in space soon. Oh, he's shooting a movie in space. I guess he's going to one of those low orbit things, and they're going to shoot scenes actually what? up there. He's fucking crazy, isn't he? He's fucking crazy. And to be, you know, I know he's like he's at sixty and he's Scientologist, so he's allowed to murder people and all the rest of it. And Scientology is horrible, (laughs) but I have to respect him a little bit. He's like, come on, he's doing, he's doing, he's doing it for real. Yeah, but I, I think he's a. I would have to kick his ass. I would definitely have to kick his ass because people. He intimidates people, and he knows he's intimidating people. He gets on this Scientology role, and he gets in their face like, like he's he's better than you. And anybody he, that does that to me, for sure, they're not, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't, gonna... put, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put up with that, like that stuff in person from anyone. 
But yeah, yeah you want to go? Let's go, brother. You think you're better than me? I'm gonna bite your fucking face yeah, off. Yeah, but he could probably do a he could probably do a forward flip and kick you in the head and then back, flip back out again. And you go, I'm sixty. You know, I don't think I, I, he's not Bruce Lee. He's an actor. <laughs> he's an know, act, he's pretty, and he's, he's a little he's an, guy. <laughs> he's, very, he's very athletic. Is he? Yeah, he does all his own stunts, right? Does he? He'll do all his own stunts. He broke his leg jumping from building to building on the last Mission Impossible. It's all wow. wired and stuff, but he's still got a sprint and jump. And there's a seat they kept it in the movie, and his foot hits the side, and it literally snaps his ankle. And he still runs with the seat. He's a, he's a nutcase. Becky says Miscavige is, is scarier, and I I think this is true. When back in yeah, the but MySpace, he's right days. up with him though. He's right up with him. Yeah, he's I know in the he top is. Fucking CEO. Yeah, I think he he's uh, like Trump is to Putin. I think uh, <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise is to Miscavige. He's like he's second in command or whatever. Uh, back in the in the MySpace days, this girl who I had slept with in college, and she, I, if I was smart, I would have made her my queen. She was a beautiful young woman, uh, beautiful in the heart, beautiful in the body, and all this stuff. She, I got in touch with her and she said her husband her ex-husband was part of Scientology she got into Scientology and they were spying on her and all her contacts and Miscavige now was tracking me because she had contacted me and I should be worried about Miscavige but she was seriously I don't know if she was delusional and paranoid but she was seriously believing that David Miscavige personally was having her monitored and so he's he's living rent free in all their heads. Everybody who was in Scientology. Said, yeah, I, I mean, I, I went, I've been down some rabbit holes in Scientology, and yeah, they did the Scientology Twitter account DM'd me. <laughs> they were like, why are you why are you threatening violence towards David Miscavige? Oh it my took goodness! Me, it took me um, a couple of days because I was thinking about what how was I reply to this, and I was about to reply, and then they blocked me, the cowards. So. Oh. Wow, yeah. that is, I would I, that would concern me definitely. Nah, fuck him, uh, fuck him. Yeah. I, 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 do, I, nah, fuck, go fuck yourself. C- c- come around my house and monitor me, and I'll hit you in the face with a hammer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I used to, I used it's to give out my all the time. I would anytime anybody fucking wants to get keyboard warrior with me. Here's my address. Come over right now. Or where can oh, I, I, I would, I'll do, meet you I wouldn't do that. But I, if I answer the, if I answer the door to, str- to a stranger, I might have a hammer in my back pocket, just an yeah. iron claw hammer, just there. And go, okay, what's what what's the business here? Yeah. Um, are you hopeful now with the Hinckley thing? Because he did Pierce Morgan. He's coming out and doing interviews and podcasts and stuff. Yeah, are you, you go. You guys keep trolling. You guys keep trolling it. I got to turn off the comment. I got next time I do it. I got to turn off the comment so you and Jamie can't post Jodie Foster stuff. I, I Why he he likes that stuff that gets him excited. If he sees Reagan, if, he's like, <laughs> if if he comes to England, yeah, I said I'll travel anywhere in England and we'll, we'll do a podcast. But I'll have to. I'm going to try and slowly. I've got to join his community first. But I did say, if I get a hundred subscribers on last right, so I'm getting a Hinkley community tattoo. Or maybe I get a small one here. He doesn't have to come there though. I mean, he could do because well, he's still selling music, right? He's selling music online, so it's not like oh he yeah, needs yeah, to have I an do. Event to show I, I'd do it online, but if he did come to England, I think I'd try and do one in person. I think that'd be more fun. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Name me your one favorite John Hinckley song. Um, I've never listened to any. <laughs> no, that's what I. <laughs> <laughs> but well, if 
the day before the interview, if I ever had one, I would listen to all of his music. Okay. It's, uh, your interest is really just on, on his freakiness. And he, he, his, if he was interested in doing the show, it would yeah. be to promote his music. But you've never not, even heard not, not, not even to that. I'm not, I wouldn't even mention a crime or Reagan. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even mention it. Because I think it's funny not to even mention it. Yeah, then... but I, I I agree with you. I probably wouldn't go there either, but I would ask him about time in the nut house. Listen, you spent 35 years in a fucking nut house, right? You have to have some stories. There has to be some funny stories. Aside from it, forget about the crime you committed that got you there. Let's just talk about the experience with nurses and other inmates, other pre- patients within the nut house. There has to be a gold mine of comedy in that place. I spent three days in a nut house when I was 18 years I old. I worked, yeah, I worked <laughs> I worked in mental health care for three years and then four months later on as well. And I, I yeah, I've got some I just saw some stuff that was it was straight out of Clockwork Orange or One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Like it's it's funny. I watched one flew over the cuckoo's nest in a nut house. I, again, three days when I was 18 years old, spent uh, in uh, Strong Memorial uh, Hospital in Rochester, New York. I almost got laid by seven different women. There there was one nymphomaniac in there that was just like, she was off limits, and I didn't know that the first day. And basically, we were naked when nurses came <laughs> and grabbed me out. So... um a lot of crazy sh- shit goes on. I had a 12-year-old yeah. kid who was in there for rape ask me to help him break out. And Jesus. I thought, well, th- now this kid was leading me. I'm 18, he's 12, and he was he was the leader. He was telling me, Here's what, I've been trying to break these windows, but you're big and strong. You can break. We're on the 18th floor of this building or something, and the plan was for me to break the windows, and he was going to tie sheets together, and we were going to escape. A mental hospital like i was getting out and i was only there for a suicide watch which was going to be um three days whatever that is did they hours. sell popcorn for that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and, and so i got he got me in trouble for trying to escape we get one guy uh ratted us out so that i broke the window and then they put me in a different unit where uh, it, it was like the nympho unit all these women were in there they were like I guess sexually sexually abused or something had all these, but they were still looking to use their sexuality to for whatever games they forever could get. forever, yeah. yeah no yeah I know I've had I've had some stories of friends who were landscapers and they've gone to one of these facilities to cut the grass and they've almost taken one up on an offer like I'll suck your dick and all this and that, but then they find out she bit one off or something and it's just like yeah. do the window back up. Kelly, Kelly is, and rightfully so, I asked for this. Where's the book? The book is... Yeah, we forgot about the book. The last we heard, we heard about a cover six months ago. I don't oh. want to release the book until I know, until I'm happy with it. Editors are telling me I need to change stuff, and I'm like, no, that's my story. That needs to be in there. Okay, so then publish it yourself without our help. Well... That's expensive. Uh, cover design. I got in the cover design that I got back were just fucking terrible. I'm sorry. Uh, if you uh, if you're one of the artists that did one for me, they were beautiful. They're just not for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I remember having. I remember having trouble with that. It's a nightmare. It, everything seems a nightmare about writing a book. But I do want to do one one day. Formatting. Um, I, I have to reformat the entire thing. 
uh, for different purposes. If I'm going to do yeah. this myself, and it's so much fucking time, I'm going to get it done. But uh, it's a fucking can you can you time. can you you could probably hire a formatter that's not too expensive though, like a fucking Upwork or something. Somebody just knows how to format quick. Yeah, for, yeah. For certain I, specifications. I hate formatting as well. I've had to do it in the past for some stuff. I'm paranoid about that too. But yes, that would that's an option. I think I think I could get it done for like three hundred dollars. Get all the formatting yeah, yeah. done. Um, so. That's an option. I, I'm going to look at that. But then again, I still have to get the cover right before I even do that. And so far, I haven't seen one cover that makes me say, "Yeah, that's what I want on it." I've gotten some. I I might have shared a couple of them recently, but uh, I'm not happy with the book. And uh, and I was thinking about this driving home yesterday. All my life, I've released things that I wasn't happy with because I I got to the point where I'm just sick of working on it. Just put it out there, music wise, uh, film wise, all that stuff. I don't want to do that. I I, th- I think I've gotten to the point in my life where it's better to wait till I feel. I'm happy with the work, so I don't feel regretful that I put it out because it's, so much of my work—it's a yeah. balancer, isn't it? Because you you can you can you can wait forever. It's like great songwriters. If, if 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 a great songwriter, most songs that you think are great, the songwriter isn't happy with at all. They're like, we just had to put it out because the fucking album was due. Every and song they, is, they, they would they every would song is great when it's in here. It. The first time you think of a song, when the night you write it, and it's a fucking great song. But after the recording process, Mishka was talking about how he hates recording. But by the time you're done recording the song, you hate it. It's like, this is a fucking piece of shit. But now you've told everybody about it. Let's hear it. Put it out there. It was great when it was here. It was it was pretty good the first time I played it. By the one millionth time I played it, it, it can mix- still be great for the if if it was you know sold a million copies and that people love it thirty years later. You could still fucking be like, I should have put another verse. I should have. Yeah. I'm not happy with that. I wonder. I wonder if guys who've, who've sold ten billion copies of a. a oh um, yeah, yeah. I've heard. I've heard people talk about it. Like I'm just not happy. But I wish I could re-record the whole album. And everyone goes, I love that album. Yeah. The you know, Beatles' just... long and long and winding road is one that it mystifies me. Are you familiar with with this long and winding road? It's a beautiful song. I've listened. Oh to yeah, it. yeah, of course. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've listened to it many, many times and never noticed that John Lennon is playing bass on it in a heroin stupor, and he's playing wrong notes, and he's playing he's playing out of key, like out of tune. And I, I, I think a lot a lot of that is what made made them good because it was kind of eclectic. It was weird anyway, and there was a there's a bunch of weird stuff in those recordings that if if you were thinking about it to plan it, it would sound awful. But I think it just works. But yeah, if you're now focusing in on it as a musician years later, but. Yeah, and Phil Spector, but he wasn't happy when he produced it, and he he talked about how bad it was. It's like, you're the Beatles. You can afford to just cut Lennon's part out and have McCartney go back and overdub the bass. Why haven't you in all these years? You don't want to fuck. I don't think you should. I don't think you should fuck with a song if it's out, especially a Beatles song. I think fucking with it twenty years later is the worst thing you can do. Yeah, 70, 50 years later, right? It'd yeah, 50. 50 now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 1970, 52 years ago. When you first think out. about it, I think it's the worst thing you can do because it kind, of, it kind of already belongs. It doesn't belong to you anymore, really. Yeah, it belongs to the universe. Oh, that's profound. Universe, man. Give it back to the universe. All right, I got to go work on Christian motivation. 
Yeah, I've got, I've got, I keep shirking my responsibilities at lunchtime, but I thought I'd come in without having a wind uh, machine. I, if I can sneak you um, a clip uh, in a DM or something of this guy just to get your take on him, I would be great just to hear you rank on him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right. All right. Have a great day. Thanks for stopping by, man. And you, no worries. All right. See you later. Go for, go for a walk. See you later. Uh, call man, that was call man, call man, call man. I'm out of here, folks. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, I'll do this one more day tomorrow, and then uh, it'll be a weekend for you and for me. I think there's an issues with Andy tomorrow. Have a good Thursday. We'll see you on Friday morning. Unless uh, tonight at 8 p.m., Zen Cryer DeBruck uh, will be my guest on the Mind Dog TV podcast at 8 p.m. Join me then. Till then, turn on your radio. I'm getting out of here.
to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. 